0: Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. Tonight, we are joined by everyone's favourite curry kitten. Hello. My darling wife. Hello. And the man with the moustache. Hello. And I'm Brighton to I Fly. And the man with the moustache is Stephen, a.k.a. Belrick. Uh, during lockdown, we done a uh, AMA um, where people can ask ask anything. Are you up for doing a a bonus pod AMA? Uh, yeah,
2: if anyone's got any questions, I mean, I'm I'm not shy about questions. If you've got questions, they're not obscene or personal. I'll answer them in the show. But if you want to do a bonus pod, whatever, man.
0: Yeah, no worries. Um, So I'm going to put a Discord invite link in to the chat. Um, And if you want to, this will last for seven days. And if you want to go there, there is a AMA uh, questions um, uh, text feed. And you can post some questions in there if you want to ask Stephen anything. If anything's caught your eye on his bench, like, what's that? Who's that? What's that for? You know, um, you know, you can ask him. You can ask him about the lovely Elle, who sorted our website and, out, and then a, a new member of our family.
2: We've just got a little doggy. Oh,
1: Ooh. nice! Show um, us the dog. The did uh, the dog? It's very <laughs> young, and this us.
2: room is basically like some kind of Mad Max death trap for young dogs. There are wires everywhere, and they're not supposed to chew electrical cables, which basically means. Pretty much the entirety of this floor space is big death trap for a young puppy, so not in here right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what breed? Miniature Schnauzer.
0: Uh. Hello, Cole. Uh, did the um, Are you still dying from the weekend, or
3: <laughs> was it the time zone? <laughs> sorry that I'm late, guys, and yeah, I just kind of missed track of time, and sorry about that. But I'm here now. So
1: no, not only are you late, Cole. Jack was here early.
3: Whoa, what is happening? <laughs> no, I was just, probably it's just sort of parallel universe. Time. Surely, I'm late. Well. Jack's early. Tony's got a beard. What's happening?
0: What
2: is happening?
3: <laughs>
2: More importantly,
3: oh, what's
2: <laughs> what about yes, this? Business?
3: Clive, Clive <laughs> that was uh, that was me. Yes, I was uh, I was doing a little bit of trolling in the TBS couch today, it was fun.
2: So Clive FBV for our audio listeners is asking if uh, if Cole was in fact asking if Trappy and Wayne snuggle on the TBS couch or if there's (laughs) some sort of distance limit enforced between the two of them for business reasons. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I I asked and I was uh, replied with a very firm. No, we don't do that. (laughs) Uh,
2: We have to wait till the camera stops.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I was hoping to get a laugh out of it, but it was uh, yeah, oh, it was not received very well. And and I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm so sorry. Oh no, not not very sorry. But Sounds was... like
1: maybe they they doff protest a little too much, and you yeah, really.
3: There. Well, oh, it's
2: cool. probably got a bit of a sore nerve right now because it apparently has come to pass that someone's found traces in the TVS code base of a new ESP32 based receiver. And that basically means as soon as that's out the gate, some monkey is gonna try and flash Express LRS to it and just sort of it's gonna be a big joke. It's just gonna be a memeable from here until Kingdom come.
3: Yeah, I, I was I was I, I tuned in this morning on it and I guess uh someone asked, So Trappy, what's better? LRS or Tracer? <laughs> and I mean that's uh that's a great question to ask him, I think.
2: Handshake or a poke in the eye? <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, that was that was funny, but yeah,
0: yeah. But but Tracer is in um, uh, Lura You don't know what you want. You don't <laughs> know of you. you I think you stay. can
2: do. They did. <laughs> they did a Laura mode on Tracer, but it was fifty hertz. I think.
0: Hmm. So
2: it's a bit odd. Mm
0: have you um speaking of um have you seen um immersion rc have released a um
2: 1000
0: hertz
1: is this the ghost well, well, the... 1400
2: 1400 well the race never oh, stopped a oh, 1400 milliwatt right i heard they're doing a 1000 hertz mm. thing to like get get on board with the obscene speeds and feeds as well
0: yeah hang on i am just looking for it now the ultimate hybrid apparently um, oh
2: was, no that's the video the receiver, receiver. The VTX, yeah 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 i saw that that was cool yeah hang on Let me it looks just a bit like a screen a vista doesn't it
0: <clears throat> yeah it's got the huh. 20 by 20 mounting points there uh if you're listening to this on an audio podcast we are live uh, every thursday at 8 till 9 p.m uk time uh on youtube let's drone out but uh yeah we've got um Export only, Pyro drone, USA. Yep, standard uh, mounted pattern for digital VTX, Cadex Vista. It mm-hmm. supports 6S, two to 6S, and it's got a 5.8, 10 to 1500 milliwatt wow. video transmitter. Wow. But the um, there is an asterisk there, which is one kilohertz ready for when OpenTX can supply quality data at this rate. Available to EX channels and power may vary region to region to comply with local regulations. <laughs> nice. And, EU uh, limited
3: to 25 milliwatts. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. Penetrate anything in the FPV world. Yeah. Onboard Ghost Uno receiver, only 10.3 with heatsink. Why did they do the Go- Ghost
2: out. Uno and not the Duo if they've got a freaking massive VTX? Surely you'd want the... Two aerial receiver.
0: I mean, like, I don't feel like this is a big enough product to warrant, like, hassling um, the Tony to get on. But, yeah, you kind of makes you wonder. The 2.4 gig Lura and FLRC control. What is FLRC control?
2: It's like the shorter range, lower latency cousin to Lura slightly yeah. it doesn't it doesn't use the chirp spread spectrum but it does some other funky tricks it, it can manage higher bandwidth so instead of LoRa, which is pretty low bandwidth but has great noise tolerance it forgoes some of that noise tolerance to increase
1: the bandwidth the only problem with emotion rc stuff is they do sell stuff that is locked properly at 25 milliwatts to europe where most manufacturers have to unlock it press this button for five seconds it's a little bit more hassle unlocking stuff from uh, Emotion rc is it not unlockable at all then i don't know previous ones you've needed a special wand that only tony has the code to to make it make it different it's not it's not a case of doing stuff Oh, someone's already pointed out that Foxeer have a two and
2: a half watt VTX. Actually, looks quite similar to that. Does anyone have a picture of the Foxeer one to hand? It's got very similar metal enclosure from yeah. memory. I suppose they all look reasonably similar because they need a big old
1: heatsink sat on top, don't they? To uh, yeah,
3: well, that's I think the, it's the ha- Reaper, I think, right?
2: Yeah, the Reaper, Reaper Extreme. Um, the Foxeer one, it, it just looks like they're starting to take a cue from some of the design that we've seen with the Vista where instead of a rather ropey looking heatsink, it's now kind of a an integral
1: heat sink and yes like it's chas- certainly a, a chassis mounting. better looking fit isn't it they, uh, I've noticed this recently um with with other ones I had one from I think I had a Foxeer one but it only went up to like 1.6 or something I flew it today I believe and that was quite quite a neat shape that's, that's, yeah, it's very similar
3: it. to like that Rush Solo tank style one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the, there was a Rush Solo one. And, what is it? Hang on, I can't remember the one I reviewed. I'm going to have a it. So if you really want long
2: range, you probably want to just go straight up to this and then run like a Ghost Duo or something. So you get two antennas. It does look strikingly similar, I thought, with the metal casing. Yeah. The business. It's got that like two mount system where it's got... what. Twenty by twenty and thirty by thirty, except it looks like the twenty by twenty doesn't go all the way through the heatsink. It's just threaded into the heatsink, and maybe the thirty by thirties, when you take the bolts out, do go all the way through. Good on. So yeah, long range fun with uh, properly encased VTXs. Because in the past there were a lot of high power VTXs, but it usually came down to you better take off quick or have like low power disarm or something like that. Because you're going to get that thing up to over 100 degrees sitting on the ground for a few seconds otherwise.
1: Yeah, I mean, most things, fortunately, at least sit on 25 milliwatts, uh, which is, you know, better than nothing. Although 25 milliwatts, as, as people tell me all the time, this gets really hot. Yeah, yeah, keep keep it moving in the air. it will yeah. like it better.
2: Yeah, standard mounting pattern, not exactly uh, a special one,
1: is it? The one I was thinking of is this one, which is similarish again. It's uh, it's got huh. a little the bit more of a stripy thing there for the heatsink, but um, enhance. I can't. There you go, enhance. Oh no, <laughs> subscribe. Five percent.
3: Woohoo! Woo.
1: Yeah, it's it's got these little things that look mm. in sinky, but yeah, the entire thing was more of a. There's there's more of a design thing behind it. I think people are people are learning how to get slightly better VTX designs at least. That only goes up to one watt. What's the point of that? Why even bother? Honestly.
2: Thanks to uh, Dominic, by the way, for his kind of input and in clean flight and things. I was actually listening to one of his presentations from many years ago at the gym today when he um explained this fascinating new project called Clean Flight to some hackerspace group somewhere, and it was captured forever on YouTube. Uh, It's pretty interesting to hear him talk about the big ticket items that were coming out for for Clean Flight. Some of those have come to pass, and some of them are still kind of unfolding now, which is interesting. Interesting. But, yeah, I think we've mentioned before about Base Flight and how it was kind of the Wild West, and, um, yeah... It's pretty interesting to hear that said. It, it made me want to do just a, an April the first PR for Beta Flight, where I take all the source files, put them in the directory, and give them names like a.c, b.c,
1: c.c, d.c, and call it Rebase Flight. <laughs> call it Obfuscation Flight. Just rename all the all the functions the to unit tests. random names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. What's Uh, the most important
2: big ticket item that's missing these days? Well, funny you should ask. I think probably the GPS stuff. There were a few questions at the end of that talk about like mission planner and things and whether we're going to have altitude hold. And it looks like with people starting to put 10,000, 20,000 pounds worth of camera gear up on some cine lifters running beta flight, that that altitude hold and position hold is starting to really matter to people. Um, And it's looking like that's going to be like a fail safe alternative in the near future. I'm not sure about the full mission planning stuff, but at least the ability to say I'm going to fail safe because I've lost control link. But instead of motor cut, I'm going to go into just a position hold and I'm going to trust that you'll probably step out from around the side of that building or put another battery in your radio or whatever it is that's caused the problem. And I won't just ditch 20 grand's worth of camera gear
1: into the concrete See, I like that. It's it's like yeah. ages ago, people were sort of asking about this and getting told that, oh, you can't do that because there's no there's no compass. And it's like, well, you can you can infer a certain amount, but mostly they were interested in sort of the racing, going fast aspects, going smooth. If it carries on like this, you never know. Ten years from now, Express LRS will have S because if you asked them now, they'll be like, no, we're not doing that. Oh, they've we're already had a big huff about that. I think the
2: the official response is to buy a Matec board that converts CRSF to SBus and just go away.
1: There is there is um somebody forked the project to do a specific SBus version of it. Uh, You never know if he actually does something to it and makes it. It it could be merged back in, I suppose. And uh, yeah. Dominic there mentioned
2: Chris Thompson's work on GPS and yeah, he, he's done a, a ton of work, including using barometer to, to get better height feedback so that when you're descending and ascending, you can do that a lot smoother. Um, increasing the sampling rate for the GPS so that you get better feedback and you can do smoother flight control, just lots of bits and pieces. Instead of it being like a manned missile, I think we mentioned this before it now just comes back and, descends, doesn't smash into the ground, just descends, hits the ground gently and, and and switches the motors off instead of sort of either diving into the ground and viciously bouncing or um, failing to turn the motors off when it tapped the ground or descending in a kind of oscillating, crazy, mad bat
1: sort of uh, way. Yeah, it's it's looking a lot better. It's just reminded me of videos I've seen where You've had things return to home and then go down, but refuse to disarm. And I've seen people <laughs> holding sticks over it. <laughs> Someone trying to, trying to crawl under to get the battery and trying to hit it to death until it stops. All good fun. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of stuff in there. But there's also been a lot of reviewing of the old code, which I think is it's not sexy and it's not new features but there's been a lot of let's look at the arming conditions and figure out what is actually causing arming or disarming to happen and a lot of that was not really uh hadn't been revisited in a while and there were situations like oh oh look at this this is interesting you could have a gps lock be cleared to do your return to home and then when you went into gps return to home you could be in a situation where you actually didn't have enough satellites and you hadn't told the user and it just straight up disarms and falls out of the sky like
1: yeah this is good news because for a long time beta flight was all about let's put exciting wizzy features in and have a release every two days and Ooh. it starts to look like a, a bit more of a sensible project where it's actually like well let's go back and review some code and see what needs to be looked at there and see if we need to make some changes and make things more efficient and take stuff out that doesn't need to be there. They could do that with the documentation as well mm. if they uh, fancied having a good go at that. That would be quite nice. Yeah, I so was looking at that at work,
2: actually, how easy it is to do GitHub pages sites where you have like a Git repo that's all Markdown and you put uh, a Markdown processor on it and generate a bunch of HTML and the ExpressLRS project does this. In fact, if you go to expressLRS.org, that site is generated from one of their Git repos, but it looks really nice. And it's got a dropdown, so you can say I'm using ExpressLRS version one, two, or three. And it's all very nicely laid out. It doesn't look like typical developer programmer documentation. It looks really nice. So that might be something that, that could be done. Let's hope so. V 3
1: finally last I saw that I, I haven't I haven't quite upgraded yet because I was out today testing out my new radio Master TX12 Mark 2 and I think wow. they got 2.6 on it and I thought I'll fly that before I come back and do all my updates because I got a whole bunch of modules and radios and bits and pieces to update but that's quite a nice radio I think you'd like it Stephen because you quite you quite like that form factor don't you like it's like your Which little one's that? TX12 V2 12, TX 12. Tix 12. Tix 12. Yeah. Mm. It's got very nice yeah, gimbals. Very nice. I, tried, I tried to make the gimbals fail, and everything I did, mm-hmm. flicking it back and messing around with them, bashing them, they just went straight back to 1500 g G6 on Bidaflight. Yeah, it's Ugh. got the same gimbals
2: as the Zorro's got. Interestingly enough, they're, if you buy them as separate parts, they're almost as good quality as the AGO one minis, but I think they're like $6 each or something. I've got a set there that I was going to put into my tea light.
1: Yeah. Apparently it, 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 the um, is yeah, uh, I
3: was gonna say uh, okay. apparently the um, the new Tango Two and Tango Two Pros have new gimbals in them, according to um, Trappy on the TBS couch this morning. Uh, any of the any of the new Tangos that are shipping out or on pre-order will have the new gimbals in it. So it's mm. interesting. But I guess they're not they're still not like you know CNC Hall effect gimbals. So.
1: Uh, these these were horror effect gimbals but I do find um, horror effect <laughs>
3: no matter, sure no matter what how
1: what the gimbal is it's still the, the feel of it mostly comes from the spring which yeah. you still can't get away from I mean the fact it, it's very accurate and always comes back is very nice but I, I never feel that much of a difference between cheapo stuff and uh, expensive stuff from that point of view do you see, do you see this one guys Elysium don't know if anyone So what you it. see? It's, uh, it's Cyberpunk radio Someone's been influenced By putting a, An Android phone In the middle of a radio And making it uh, Like Something a 13 year old Would design To say this is what The future looks like
2: well, Denise, You remember
1: right? You remember
2: What this is based off Right? Do you remember The original one?
1: The, the Tango one? <laughs> the, no the, 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 one the One that the starts partner? with The
2: nirvana yeah. that's it yeah there you are so that was an n14 i think or nv14 something like that by uh, flysky and they don't release radios very often they release a lot of quite cheapo nasty transmitters for service vehicles but this guy is supposed to have some quite fantastic gimbals and you get the cnc machine gimbals as standard you get this weird mobile phone portrait orientation screen but it's a color touchscreen. They've moved from, U- from micro-USB to USB-C for charging. It just it looks quite nice. The red paint job is somewhat ostentatious, but uh, it was black before. I guess they felt they had to make it really obvious it was new rather than having to sort of peer at it to see what the difference was.
3: Mm-hmm. The handles look very long. Yeah, so, so ed- like
0: each handle's got the um, uh, 18650 wedged in there. Mm. Ah, battery. Power. Yeah, yeah I got that's it. how it works yeah
1: and n- they, N-J they N-J made always this, um, um, swappable. sorry n so j was always very very keen on the gimbals for the radio well it took a long time to uh produce something worthy at least it's just right running Edge gx now is it
2: it's an interesting sort of switch layout unlike a lot of radios they've they've got the pissed the i don't know gamepad style but then they've got a couple of pots on there as well they've got an interesting layout. It's not a layout that anyone else has done. Maybe it doesn't work for everyone, but it's interesting to see the variety, I think.
1: The pot's in kind of an odd place. You'd you'd expect side sliders, rather because having to sort mm. of, I'm going to have to take my hand off a stick and do it's this. a bit odd, yeah. Instead of something else. Pots That's always right. feel
2: like they're in odd locations for me, though. That's why mine are just like volume control and brightness control. I can't imagine actually using them. On, on the TX16, they're Right at the top of the radio, and the sticks are
1: quite a distance below them. So, you'd have to do the same awkward stretch on the TX 16, I think. See, I used to use them on like my original Tyrannus flying a plane, but that's like you take your hands off, the plane carries on, and you just like twiddle around on your pan. That's, that's different. You don't really think about these controls on the quad so much. No. That's no, why I think they are basically brightness and volume controls for Edge TX. Could be. Yeah. What, what was the picture of a, a bit of gps from the, the yeah dji
0: yeah oh yeah um if you smash if the put it back up you're yeah, <clears throat> in the discord uh, this was in robins uh robins gossip corner someone has had um, a bad landing yeah and um the weird thing is is i really recognize the um the bad GPS piloting. park it really does look like it looks a like a generic Mavic M8 one. sort of thing. Yeah.
2: The antennas all look yeah. the same, don't they?
0: Yeah, but as you can see, like the um you know the lens the lens has come off. Yeah um, the, they actually uh, shattered the ceramic antenna on the GPS. I've yeah. seen a lot of crashes. I've
2: never seen anyone shatter the GPS antenna. That is a very That's, accurate crash like it, onto a pointy thing. Yeah,
0: really. Yeah. Of, the, of the yeah, and obviously the top's been smashed out. So I'm guessing that's what that plastic they is. They
2: didn't crack the prop guards. How did you manage to shatter the GPS antenna and leave the prop guards intact? Upside what kind down. Kind of freak and... crash is that? Yeah, that's a pretty, you must pretty have weird crash. It
1: upside down. onto yeah. like a railing. You know those railings with the pointy edge he smacks it straight on there. Huh.
0: Yeah. and that's what they got some braided cable there, and that's what's left of the uh, sensor. So it shame we can get a good look at that. That'll be care. repair.
3: Yeah, hopefully they had that refresh.
2: <laughs> DGI care is a misnomer. DGI doesn't care. <laughs> they care GBI for the money. My <laughs> tempting service, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, my experience with them is if you pay them, they care. If you don't pay yeah. them, they they might care, even if you don't pay them. They're not uh, a
1: charity. Yeah. They, People only really care when you pay them, they're, they're prostitutes, surely. That's, that's,
3: <laughs> but well, you I, know what? No, I, I've actually, careful. there's been some circumstances where even things that have been outside of warranty, sometimes kind of like what Apple does, like sometimes, you know, out of the goodness of XYZ, you know, employees heart, they'll, they'll wave this as a one time, you know, gesture kind of thing. And
1: so you've had yeah. Apple do stuff for you for nothing.
3: Um, I have sometimes, yeah, actually. Like, I had a battery replaced one time where it was, um, it was outside of warranty, and it just had an iPhone, but it was outside of warranty, and the the battery health or whatever was, like, way below what it, what it should have been based on outside of the, like how long outside of warranty it was, and they just, they just did it for me, and it was no big deal.
1: Wow. Was that,
2: that roughly the time where they had a class-action lawsuit
3: about fighting <laughs> battery health? Was it round about that time? You know what? It, it very well could have been. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dirtbags. I, so
1: like, oh I was asking about the GoPro. We didn't start no, it. No GoPro.
2: I, look, I got I a weird... A i, a time for, I set got,
1: a timer for 10 minutes.
2: I, I was going to de- derail this. I got a 21700 3S, and it's got a little built-in battery indicator checker. That's cool. I thought that was pretty neat. For a goggle pack, This it's, it's 4800 MAR 3S, so about two days of forgetting to uh, switch your goggles off, I think, probably. <laughs> not too bad. That's
3: not bad. That's not too bad. All
1: right, then, people, quick um, GoPro, GoPro alert. reaction. GoPro then. alert. Should well, we do hey, who, the main, hey, the main one first, or are we going straight to the mini?
3: Well, let's get straight to the mini because so, was it who said last week that it wasn't it wasn't real? Was that someone was like, no, that's not a real thing? Was that Jack? It was you? That was, that was no, me, was I Jack. think.
2: I was like, I don't even. I don't, oh I just yeah, didn't you, were I render, you? I, you were saying yeah, it was, so which, <laughs> was a render, weren't you?
3: You were saying it was on Photoshop.
1: Was
2: a render, but then it was a render of a real product. It appears. I'm still. <laughs> totally not interested in this product after hearing no. about what's it it's 130 grams or something yeah
3: 133 if you take off the legs or whatever you get a couple of grams off but then yeah it's basically if the same thing as like the full size 11 if you if you do the battery whatever um removal so yeah. I, I checked yeah. my Wasn't gopro the here the
2: seven with the case yeah. and the beck without bothering to take the case off and the Beck and of course the micro SD for the pittance that adds. That is 118 grams, and it's a full GoPro Hero 8. So how have they ended up being like 15 grams more than this?
3: Without, Without. screens and yeah, yeah. Don't, don't forget yeah. the
1: amazing battery that you can't remove.
3: Yeah, so it's silly. a special battery. Well, it, it, it you know, it's it's a uh, it's a guarantee.
1: It's, you need to buy a new one every year when your battery
2: dies. That's what it is.
3: I mean, I still have Hero 5 sessions, the batteries are fine. So I think that the batteries will be fine. Like,
2: you don't, I oh, mean, do you crack yours open and replace the batteries or something? No?
3: No, no. Yeah, no, they're still going strong. It, you know, what's actually really strange about one of my sessions is that if I have an SD card in the in the SD card slot and it's not on, it's just hanging out in the in the cupboard or whatever, in the, in the desk, the battery drains itself. If I don't have the SD card in it and the battery's off, it doesn't drain hmm. itself. So something funky is going on with that. But uh, but I have three other sessions that are going strong. So still holding me charge too. and still. Do, yeah. Does
1: anybody have a GoPro subscription? I had one because when my wife bought no, me my GoPro Tony's 10 for Christmas, you get it for cheaper yeah. if you if you yeah. get it. So you basically get it and cancel it. But I actually tried letting it update stuff while I was uh, away on holiday doing underwater stuff. And it was arse. It 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 didn't update. It it, it managed to like transfer about two files out of a hundred. It's just yeah. pathetic. So it's, you're better off
2: just taking the card and like plugging it into like a USB port on your Android phone and using YouTube or something. It's oh, well, you lost than me there, there on Android that. phone, but yeah, I, I just <laughs> take multiple. Something SD that cards. has an SD card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's fair. That
3: easier. is a good
2: point, Stephen. Yeah. That's what I've done uh, on the, holiday. Like you go go out, get some pictures, and you like plug things into a tablet via USB OTG, or just shove it in the SD card slot and synchronize that to whatever your photo storage is on the tablet. Leave that charging, come back, oh, yeah, and it's but done.
1: They they just show this as this amazing thing where it just it will update for you. It's like if you have Wi Fi on, it it's yeah. like it, it had to drain your battery, and then it's like oh, by the way, we're we're filming in all these amazing locations. Do you have any Wi Fi here? No. No. Um, but what, what did you guys think of the the, the big camera because that was a very small incremental upgrade into a couple of extra modes like uh, yeah
3: i mean ooh, some what, what some is the major oh, the hyper view i guess that's another thing, view right?
1: instead of super view it got wider which looks yeah. quite pretty but uh not not nothing amazing is it- Internally, is it a different sensor? Have they
2: just tweaked the algorithm? They're I think it is the new. sensor. The sensor's yep. taller.
3: Yeah, it's like a eight by something. Eight weird. by seven or something. Yeah, I eight by seven um, aspect ratio, which is you know basically a completely new, un- like unheard of. I actually, one of those weird things that I saw on the YouTube, uh, on GoPro's YouTube thing, was someone was asking, "Hey, well, sorry, this, actually, I, I, I digress. Sorry about this. To go back to the Mini, but." something that I thought that was strange about the mini it doesn't have it has no photo mode mm. and but but when GoPro did you ever res- use the photo mode yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I I mean, mean,
1: when when we're out i just I put it on burst mode and do this oh. Wherever yeah, we are yeah. then we've got like a bunch of photos and we can choose one of them
3: or make a gif out of it or whatever and yeah the well uh, GoPro's response though on their YouTube thing about someone asking hey why does it do why doesn't it do photo mode they said well, it's a 27 megapixel sensor. You can do a screen grab. But my argument there was, well, if you're shooting video and you're shooting video with the proper, and I put quotations, proper shutter speed, uh, and you're following the 180 degree rule, then all of your frames are going to have motion blur. So how could you get a proper screen grab out of it?
2: Don't use motion blur.
3: <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, And to be honest, I feel like not many people even do because it's kind of a pain to really, you
2: know. It's kind of for one of those silent divisions, and there's not many of them that are silent, but in the FPV community, there are people who are nuts about getting the right ND filters and setting exposures, and there's people who are just like, meh. Nah. <laughs> I'm in I the mean, latter camp, I'm afraid to say.
3: Certain use cases, I mean, with the session or with something that doesn't have a screen, <laughs> good luck, you're gonna be doing this whole like Bluetooth thing to the app, and let's let's monitor it from my phone, and. Okay, let's add some more NDs on the front. Okay, now let's fiddle around with this it's like no. Who's gonna sit there for twenty minutes trying to get the proper exposure just for it to change because the, the Earth decides to turn a little bit? You know what I mean? Like
1: Nobody. But talking of the Earth turning, the Mini also doesn't have the, the starlight modes. So you can't hmm. get star trails if you if you do a time lapse into sky oh, at ooh. night. And yeah, yeah. that's Weird. gonna that's be okay. purely an arbitrary limitation because the Processor would be the same, should I? don't know why. It's like it's like they've deliberately taken it out. Perhaps it's too complex to think about on the little piddly menu they've got.
3: Well, not to mention it's still.
1: Well,
3: yeah, not to mention it's like I'm speaking in Canadian terms, but it's still five hundred and thirty dollars. Like that is a lot of money for you know for anything, any kind of action camera, let alone one that doesn't have any screens or a photo mode. Or any other feature, or some of the features that are in, you know, their other really expensive but is it
2: cameras. Better than the Action Two? Will it sway anyone away from the Action Two, or is it still just too expensive to do that?
3: Well, the Hyper View is probably like you know in that same realm as Action 2's like super crazy view, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I don't know. I that's that's a that's a whole other debate. I think. Yeah, that
0: is a lot of money, isn't it? Really destructive to, to record.
3: Well, I mean yeah, I well how much do you think a new I mean again here comes a hypothetical train session 6 like how much is that going to be? If, if it not, even it's exists. It's going to happen.
1: Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. they have just bought out the DJI mini. That's that's all they need.
3: Yeah.
2: They just didn't bother to test it, so they couldn't say they could do it. Or, I don't know, equally so, maybe it's smaller and it just can't dissipate the heat for some of the fancy modes if you're going to be sitting there and running a CPU flat out all the time instead of just 100 milliseconds here and there.
3: Yeah. Well,
1: I wonder if they fixed that, because the ten had a tendency to overheat under certain conditions, like filming high frame rates in 4K uh, if you weren't sat in the Arctic circle. The eight pretty had a toasted. weird
0: thing where it doesn't like the cold weather. <laughs> the, batteries. The, the, batteries the batteries don't, batteries, don't like yeah. the cold
1: weather. When I yeah. when I'm skiing, it's like oh this this lasted for half an hour. It's like mm-hmm. mostly that's because the snows, the the GoPros in the snow because I've fallen over and dragged it through, so it gets a bit colder. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh it's pretty bad.
3: Yeah, it's the yeah. same as my camera batteries. Even my DJI Mavic batteries just. They all just kind of suck in the winter, especially in Canada.
0: Yeah, well, it's yeah. like half cold, isn't it? Really, it's like you know we we complained like yeah, you guys complained. Oh, it's, it's zero degrees
3: outside today. We've got ice like minus on the here.
0: three people are dead already. Ice. <laughs> yeah, I know.
3: back here in canada we got we got snow up to our chest and we got to walk uphill both ways just to get to school
2: and you're you're outside like grilling outside shovel (laughs) the snow out of the way and
1: off you go
3: oh yeah and we help our neighbors and all that yeah it just just depends what you're used to
1: when i was in austin working some years ago now they had an ice storm they called it, and they had it flashed up on the ice storm warning. We would have called it a bit of a frosty day. But the Texans (laughs) weren't weren't used to this. So within the state of an hour, they'd had 1,500 car accidents in one stretch of freeway. And it's like... All the businesses closed. It's like, save yourselves. It's, we just go well, out there. They like, didn't bend well, any of a, the road with actual
2: drainage, did they, in Texas? So whenever they have like oh, no. any amount whenever of rain, it just floods
1: everywhere. <laughs> it, or, the problem is, no, they don't do... So the water runs down under the freeway bridges and freezes there, and then they just drive along in there at Ford F-150s, which are only two-wheel drive, and just doing their normal... Like, yeah, oh, like 1980s one. tech, yeah. And then... <laughs> Everyone dies. Yeah,
2: I was there when there was a a a snowstorm, which was like just below zero, and I was flying out of of Austin, Austin Bergstrom Airport, and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, right. We will need to de-ice the planes before we take off, and we waited, and then there was an announcement. Uh, We apologize. It appears that in, uh, in attempting to... Bring the icer equipment online. Uh, we've broken it. Uh, we've sent out for more deicing equipment, <laughs> and, and they apparently just didn't know how the deicers works, and they broke them when they tried to get them out and use them. So,
3: to go and wow. get more
2: deicers.
3: <laughs> surprise,
0: surprise. Yeah. RTFM. If you're not yeah. sure, mm-hmm.
2: it's a long time sitting on the runway. Oh well.
0: They'd like seized, and when you moved them, they exploded. Yeah, (laughs) I just imagine people on the Apple like, "What the heck is this? (laughs) Crunch, smash." Wrong wrong kind of leaves on the lines. Yeah, indeed.
1: Ah, the good old leaves. I went out flying today. It it made me laugh about like the new GoPro. It's got ten bit colour. I was like, I need about four bits to do. Yeah. Different gray and slightly different gray out here. That'll do me. I don't need a a very expensive sensor today. But it wasn't raining.
2: That's where the 10 bit color comes in, Curry. Because if you go back to the days of 16 bit (coughs) color, people might remember seeing sky where you'd have like bands of color. You could see the different shades. And that's literally where the 10 bit color comes in. So you don't start to reminisce now. I used
1: to program yeah. those on the copper and the amigos. It's like nice shades of blue coming down the yeah, gradients. Yeah. Lovely. A Only because you didn't have
2: many gradients. You'd have like a quarter of the sky is one color, then
1: the next quarter yep. of the sky is another color. Start differing. This is what it needs. It just needs a bit of differing. It doesn't need more bits.
3: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, I see everyone going so crazy. Wow. It has 10 bit. I can color grade now and make the most cinematic videos. And I'm like, oh, my God, people need to stop using the word cinematic. It's like,
2: like- let's render it all at 24 frames a second and put film <sighs> grain on it. It's oh, cinematic.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh, and if, if we uh, if we boost the, the blues just slightly. Oh, it's so cinematic. Ooh, look at this cinematic video, guys. It's so amazing.
2: Just looks oh. like one of those uh, TVs in the showroom where everything's like turned up to eleven, and your eyes are watering
3: <laughs> the instant you try and look at it. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I get a laugh out of that whole cinematic term. It, it seems to be overused now, and like even even some brands. I think. Uh, I think there was like some new like, lifter, like flight controller ESC, whatever. It's got like eight of. The, um, it, it can be like an octo, whatever uh esc or flight controller combo it's called like cinematic it's like technically anything could be considered cinematic if you fly it that way or if you edit it that way so you know putting a whole blanket statement on the term cinematic is just it's such a buzzword these days i bought
2: cinematic motors
3: (laughs) wow are those in the movies dude (laughs) They are
2: 28.09s. I, I, I thought my 7-inch needed a bit more pop, so I got a set of 28.09s after being – I really wanted to run the 28.07s on Test, but it, it wasn't happening. Apparently, these puppies are going to desync less, so I thought I'd give them a whirl.
3: Those are going to put you in, in Hollywood, man.
2: I'm going to be in Hollywood just automatically. i put my freaking <laughs> GoPro on there, fly around the park and do it like a few rolls. I'm going to just, yeah,
1: Sundance <laughs> instantly. Oh, God. Yeah, no problem. See you at Cannes. <laughs> this is a, a, a rapid change of uh, subject here. I see a Steven's printer in the background. Now, what do you want to call the ones with the cables that do the thing? Delta. I the name for it. it's, delta. A delta. it's a Delta. Instead of an XY, it's got three arms.
2: And it kind of prints in a circle.
1: So I was in one of my many (coughs) university visits, and I've talked previously, I think I've definitely talked to Frank about it, about how people in product design degrees don't need to demonstrate there's any use for their item. They just have to decide there's a need. And what I saw, I went WTF, so it's editor-friendly, and it's basically a guy attached a Delta printer... To a very large quad, flew it to a hole in the road, and proceeded to 3D print into the hole, and called it a drone hole repair road thing. That was his. That was his product. I don't think that was product design. I think it was actually part of the mechanical engineering degree, and it just struck me as like, you don't need to have have like a market for it, or say this is this is something that can hmm. be used because it's past all the definite tests that would happen they just have to imagine something wacky and build it here's your degree I mean,
2: you could accomplish much the same thing with a bored bloke called fred who walks up with a can of expanding foam scratches his ass and sprays the expanding foam into the hole in the road It'd be both faster and cheaper yes, and more effective I, that,
1: that that was my argument but last time i actually went to one of these product design shows because i had to accompany my daughter and somebody had a quad there which i proceeded to ask him difficult questions about and Eventually, it came out with the fact, because he was basically saying it's a drone delivery. I I was like, okay, so you got legal for this? No, no, if this ever went into this, we'd do this. this. And I said, well, what about the efficiency of it? Have you looked at wings and things like sort of the, the Google drone? No, I didn't look at other researchers. So what did you do? And essentially, he printed the arms with holes in them in order to reduce the weight to make it more efficient, which is like, again... It's not really going above and beyond, but, you know, it, if you can do that as a fun project and get a degree from it, it's it's quite quite good, I suppose. Yeah. Quite fun is what I'm learning about degrees. I'm quite sad I didn't go to university now.
2: I'm quite sad and I don't have the phenomenal id and ego necessary to just assume that I've not looked at anyone else's work and therefore mine must be the best ever.
1: And then go and sell it. That would be incredible. I could make so much money. I don't think he was trying to say it but it's very interesting if you turn up on these shows which uh, Frank knew about them because he, he was he'd been at these things it's called The Design Show in London they instantly think if you're not a student obviously like me they think you might be from industry and interested in their invention and they're yeah. very excited to come and talk to you and tell you all about it and then you say no I'm just I'm here this one's going to university and oh okay I'm going to get sad again never mind Burst some bubbles It's all good You should lie tell no, i from sorry that, that was just I just saw the Delta printer there And it reminded me of that hmm. And I was just Going around this Mechanical engineering lab it, Saying this is stupid It's a It's a nice little printer It's uh, Attach it to a quad then Go fill some holes well, in it Well yeah couple, I, don't, I don't think I, don't I ever know. Worked out how he Decided what the G-code would be for it It just started hmm. Spurting out <laughs> Filament Did, <laughs>
2: did, did Cole get out. his Badly printed GoPro mount.
3: Oh, yes, they did arrive. I forgot. I totally forgot to to mention okay. that. I got Yeah, um, I've got them with all the rest of my stuff, and plan to use them next time I go out and fly. I haven't flown in like two weeks, so yeah, it's it's. Haven't even had a chance to even really look at my quads. I've been so busy, but uh, yeah, gonna gonna chuck up those uh, those on my quad, oh, throw my session luck, in man. there, and and actually let it rip. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Thanks, man. No, so v two uh,
0: yeah yeah, yeah. V2. yeah as soon as we've got the very lovely um Alexander fedorov uh who appeared hello evening, good evening, so yeah he, uh this is the kiss ultra um instagram, give them a follow, but kiss ultra s c, and yeah, we've got the new v two Coming, nice. In so that's
1: so. That's do do these have OSDs yet? I've, yeah, yes. Yep.
0: Even the v one the the Ultra V1. Does yeah. it have
2: a high volt back that you can actually use with a Vista?
0: I don't know, but here the we Fet- have
2: the FETEC one. Says it's got a 16 volt back, but it's not recommended to use it for your Vista. So I don't know what the hell.
3: We're yeah, fat Tech is different for. than Ultra, though. Yeah, yeah, I know.
2: I was just wondering. <laughs> oh, that doesn't look like there is a back. Okay.
0: Added protection on all data lines. Added ESD protection on US, USO connection. Change 5 volt back, 1.7 amps to 2 amps. Capable Enough to of power, AS. buzzers, VTX, and camera. It's 6S rated, but capable of 8S and 9. Interesting gyro choice. Yeah. Works on USB and one for FOV. Works on a LiPo. Dedicated current sensor pad. Extra pin on ESC connector. Change pin out for FPV part. Way cleaner now. Barrow moved to the bottom side of FC. Protect from sun. Integrated spike absorber. New gyro. What did you mean by uh,
3: interesting gyro? I just uh, hadn't
2: seen that model used before.
3: 42, Mm -hmm. uh, IIM 42652.
2: Yeah. They, uh, people have been moving to different gyro chips and they used
0: some of the. I think he means
2: he's got IIM there, but he means ICM and Uh, it's a 42688, I think was the one that was the kind of budget offering.
3: Uh, yeah, I've, no more uh, no more MPU six thousands, right?
2: Yeah, as as Dom says, um, the four two six eight eight P is better and pin compatible. So uh, there's there's a lot of gyros that look basically the same, but the vendor intends them for different purposes. They're slightly some are better noise immunity, some are more robust, and so on and so forth. That's,
0: um, so uh he said uh I absolutely didn't like the ICM or LSM or Bosch gyros. I tried them all actually. Um, huh. uh he also says I I use IIM four two six five two works best for my needs. Um interesting Alex we've got um we got menace on next week, but Give us a nod when you release the V2 and uh, we'll have you on to chat about them. Yeah, that'd be cool.
3: We'd love to hear more
0: about it, yeah.
2: It looks like that one is the extended temperature range one, from what I could see. So the industrial connotation is that it has wider temperature.
0: It's interesting to see two, two, uh, two giants, you know, like, you know, clean flight, and then Kiss sort of talk it out
1: in the chat. I feel like I can't (laughs) join in because I don't know the gyro models at all except for that. I don't know these new ones either. 66,000
3: thing. That's all. Ooh, fancy, fancy. Test batch in production.
0: Yeah, it'll be good to know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They're a bit of a dark art gyro selection because they've got Various sensitivities and the sensitivities changes they change when you change the sampling rates and
0: things it's and temperature
2: yeah, it's all up in the air
0: cool so no, i had to he had to stop at some point um he had to stop so far that's the gyro for him so nice yeah it can't it can't be easy 'cause like getting parts we're still you know, we're yeah. still in a massive chip shortage. I mean, you know, like, Raspberry Pis are going, like, for
1: £90 and stuff.
3: Raspberry pies, Yeah. You want one? 2023, maybe? Yeah.
1: If you're lucky. I'll bake
3: you a- Jack, I'll make you a Raspberry Pi for that much money.
0: Like, I think the Raspberry Pi <laughs> 3...
3: Nobody liked my joke, damn it.
0: Yeah. he yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> supported... <laughs> it's just been ignored now, Cole. It's yeah, <laughs> well, acknowledged. It was that bad. Yeah, okay. it was. So go go sit in the corner it. quietly.
0: <laughs> like, when does the support run out for it? Uh, like the support for J- what? No, January twenty twenty six. Hang on. For what? Raspberry Pi Model Three. There you go. Twenty twenty six. Yeah, obsolescence. Uh, <laughs> by the time they come in stock, they'll be uh, obsolete.
1: I I want a zero too. I don't want anything else. I can't I can't get. You can't uh, have getting one. The zeros. Is the
2: little possible? wave share doodars are pretty cute. This this one's been working well for me. It's my little elrs USB C adapter, so I could plug that into the PC and then connect my radio to this and USB it in. That's quite fun.
1: Why well, doesn't help me? Doesn't help me get a. Pi zero two, which don't exist, unless you Mm. play. This is like this, like buying the PS five like a year ago. It's like oh yeah, some dodgy bloke on eBay's got one for a grand. Do you want that one? So I was saying that. that,
3: Pi Pi zero two. This
1: you said. Oh zero
2: two. All right. Sorry, I thought you. I was pico for a second.
0: Right. Yeah. Remain uh, the zero two W will remain in production to at least January twenty twenty eight. Well,
1: that's probably the
2: next time we'll get one. Are you still struggling to build OpenHD then? Can't quite get the perfect rig together.
1: Um, I've got stuff to do from my last flight with it, uh, some of which included going and getting some antennas made. Now I found out from um, some other guys about the Wi-Fi adapters being very strong from like something like 5120 to 5360 and so you need to go down in that range to get decent power and if you're going to do that then you need a different antenna completely because you're so far out of the spec of the regular antennas it's like this this will improve things right okay how do i get it here's a gerber file go and order it right so i've done that it's it's very straightforward really you just have to get some some antennas made by electronics firms and Find so not it wasn't your usb
2: price. leads you're not going to have to
1: solder those four dangerous leads that might break everything then they said that do that as well so uh, <laughs> give it a go oh he said like uh, the magnifier right? i'm talking to who who has done some like amazing flights and he's getting like perfect picture at like 30 kilometers so I, I trust what he's saying it's like oh i just used a dremel to cut that bit away and then i soldered those bits and it's dead easy it's like oh, okay then it's it's just annoying. The, the annoyance is the the price of those Wi Fi adapters is very high, so you don't want to cock yeah. it up.
2: About but sixty
1: quit a pop, aren't they? Um I think I've got mine for about forty five. But I did Jack's already made up some little um balance lead cables for me because I, I did come with the intention of doing this and, and separating out, but still having a connector, but which is, you know, USB can shake around, balance cables I a bit did see
2: someone me. mention a part on um, like AliExpress that was similar to that but with slightly lower power. Do you, do you think those Asus ones, the AC-56 is the be-all and end-all for that?
1: That seems to be the very popular one. There, there are a bunch of ones that are quite similar on AliExpress, um, although some of them it's like, oh, you need to add um, heat sinks to this because they run hot and do this mm. and do that. So the 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 Asus one was very much a little bit more plug-and-play than the other ones. Uh, there was an Alpha one as well. There was
2: some alpha one that could run up to like thirty dBm that people were saying was good.
1: I haven't looked at those cool. ones. I've got I've got my two adapters. That's okay if I can interchange them. And as soon as I get these antennas through, which weren't that expensive to make actually. It's like I'm playing about um something like about five or eight quid I think to get five of these antennas made and shipped to me which isn't too bad. But that was What's the literally... difference
2: between them and a regular FPV antenna?
1: Um, let me show you a picture of one. Where have I got a yeah. picture? Hold on.
2: I'm intrigued because we've had a barrage of antenna designs that came with first refined analog, kind of with indestructible antennas for freestyle and then DJI antennas and walk-snail antennas and HD0. People seem to have settled on a kind of fairly robust design for Omnis at this point.
1: Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. I was thinking these antennas are gonna work fine because they work fine in FPV and we're doing the same stuff, but uh, allegedly different stuff for different types of um, traffic or signal and, and gubbins like that. Can I find it? Hang on, let me go on to my Discord for here and look at
2: Photographic everybody. evidence photographic evidence of antennas
1: oh there you go I found out some guy who was actually making up and selling them uh, but I didn't get them from him they are called the maple leaf antenna and they look like share share screen chrome tab maple leaf antenna like that what Hang on, loading. I'm loading.
3: That
2: is a funky looking antenna.
1: Yeah,
3: Canada with
2: yeah.
1: so, the Maple Leafs. That is oh, very Canadian, isn't it? Are you, you happy, yeah. What's
2: what's the actual so PCB pattern that's going underneath what appears to be a <coughs> diagram of a broadsword?
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's that's a. That, it looks that like that a, looks a, a nice lolly yeah. stick.
2: Yeah, It does yeah. look very
1: different, but. They are SMA admittedly, connector. yeah. I have to. Uh, I've had to order like a bunch of uh, right angled SMA, or actually RPSMA connectors, because of the way the the Asus uh, thingy has its connection. All right, and uh, Here we are on Tendy, I found a ah
0: uh, yep. Everyone
2: three dBM Omni vertical polarised.
1: Yeah, but the point of this is it's um its frequency is 5.2 to 5.3, which is what we're after.
2: I thought you said you had to change your frequency off 5.2 or 5.3. Yes,
1: I, I'm coming to that problem as, to face it, it, it I had ah. a specific problem on 5230, but I haven't tried some of the other ones. So I'm just trying. surprised
2: that the actual signal strength is a problem when you're flying like under 100 metres from yourself
1: in an open it field. It is weird. It's like, I can only guess that, remember when back in the day, uh the, the early analog VTXs, is, is it, it'll be like, oh, it's a 200 milliwatt one. And one channel's 200 milliwatts, another's like 4 milliwatts, and another's like 400 milliwatts, because they're so badly made for that sort of thing. So I don't know if this is the problem with this. Someone's done the testing and said, the power output for this antenna is here. This is where you need to be. If you put mm-hmm. it into what I was using, it's it's poo. And so are your antennas and you're going to die if you don't solder these on properly. So it's like, okay, fair <laughs> enough. I will do that. So because you found it,
2: someone who's got some advice, but they're exceedingly prescriptive. And so you're following the exceedingly prescriptive route to, uh, well, the, the,
1: to the, this is a simple change. At least getting the antennas is easy. Putting the antennas on is easy. Whether my ground station will run happily on this frequency is, is another question, but, um, we'll be talking to developers about why that's going wrong there. Um, Reminds me a little bit of trying to have a drink
2: with a former colleague of mine. And if you go into a bar that had any decent gin selection, they'd ask you if you wanted a martini and then proceed to give the barman an embarrassing 15 minute lecture on how to make the perfect martini and would refuse to drink it unless he followed the instructions perfectly. The point where you just felt quite sorry for the bartender by the time you got your drink, and <laughs> a little bit like it was time to go home before you sipped it.
0: Um, there are some any tips on cheap but good long range antennas? Menace RC, that is uh, definitely put your questions into the Discord for next week. So, yeah, yeah. if you need any RC menace sort of antenna, well, like, Canadian
2: connections vanished, but. The um the true RC ones are pretty good. Um yeah, they do one that's
1: RC. particularly funky, that's a carbon tube, which I've got somewhere. I used the menace on my goggles. I got a Periscope and the Mini what's the mini one? It starts with pert doesn't it? Pico. Mini Mini Pico. Pico there you go. Although on on my quads, I do like uh, the Russia PV cherry antennas. I find those are really good.
2: This this guy with the uh, the, the tube and
3: uh, wait, there you are. Oh, uh, yeah, cool. But the matchstick is it or little,
2: little match? I think that's the matchstick. Yeah, it's the matchstick with a tube, and there's also a matchstick with an SMA, and that's meant to be really tough because instead of a plastic tube, they've got um. Actually, no, that's that's not the carbon fiber one. That's just the tube. But they do one with like a carbon fiber element here. This is the flexi one, because I didn't I wanted it to be a light quad. But I've got one with the where
1: well, this is solid carbon fiber, and that's an absolute bruiser. Back in the day, my longest flight was done with this. At the time I had my original dominators, so you only had one antenna. And what you had to do as it got further away is be really accurate with your head and like wow. you, you, you're acting like basically a tracker doing this and getting it perfect. And it always makes me see laugh because I, I got very used to putting my head in the right location because I see people all the time flying and they've got their heads down and they've got their patch into the ground all the time, wasting it instead of mm. looking in the right yeah. direction.
3: Get, get, yeah, actually, pole, get out the ground uh, effect. Yeah. Last time I flew, I actually didn't realize my patch was, I guess it like had loosened up. And it was facing the ground, and I was like, oh, well, that's why I wasn't getting the greatest video right in front of me. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It happens. Um, but, yeah, Audio Geek, definitely tune in next week, and hopefully you'll have Menace on, and you can pick his brain. Audio well. Geek, do
2: you fly analog or digital? What What is your requirement? You Wait know, a for the most part, I just stick a couple of omnis on the goggles these days. Analog, yeah,
0: yeah. I um I get on better with the Invader patch than the Pico because it's a bit wider. Personally, mm. so I'm not I'm not so disciplined on the. Point in your head the right way. I have to say that
1: the most long reason I use the Pico not near my head. is because uh it fits in my goggle case along with everything else Mm. but yeah i'm i'm pretty good at putting my head in the right place even to the point that i will i will if i know i've flown over there i will rotate a bit just to make sure i've got the best picture
3: it always feels so weird though when you're flying you're standing up you're trying to like like, okay i gotta turn but i have to use my legs while i'm still flying and it it's so, it feels so strange. I find trying to like, You have to just, just do you fly in front of yourself rolling.
2: and like turn until you see yourself facing the right direction and then like set off in that direction. I sometimes do that.
3: I usually set up so that where I'm flying out, I'm already facing, but I don't know. It's, it, it always, I, it's always a little different, but
2: I like fly in front of myself and be like, is my head actually lifted up? And then I'll just try and like freeze in that position and fly out.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's interesting to see what batteries are in and out of stock. It's interesting. Hmm. Uh, do Do you go to five S? Who knows.
2: So my solution for not tipping my head forward is to have one normally that way and one Omni
0: that way, <laughs> and I figure
1: like I'm covered. Right? I could just say so it's all right. Oh, good. That's, yeah, like, that's, that's, that's a somewhere. workaround, a workaround for like insufficient head holding up. <laughs> 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 it's not really what it should be. Um, so Jack, you're right,
3: at uh, 5S batteries or? Oh, just look. 6S, yourself, S, Jack. Yourself.
2: The year is 2022. It's 6S. That's the correct battery to buy. 4S. I can do, but 7S. It
0: means. Changing, it means 8S. all 0.5 S. 0.5S. Mind you, we should
1: Prime numbers for batteries in terms of cell counts of fun. Stephen, you must have used a 7S quad. You're, you're strange. You? You, that's one where I have a, like five
2: and a half inch <laughs> almost, quads. and Almost everywhere else. 5S. I'm building a 10S. I've got an 8S, uh, but no, no 7s. 5s, yes. 6s, no 7s. No, uh, no 1 eighth S, uh builds in there, Stephen? One
3: eighth yeah, one yeah S. S.
2: I've got an 8S. That's why I've got the CineLifter <laughs> <laughs> motors on it. Twelve fifty kV. I figure with a bit of extra stator volume, they'll be able to take the power without pooping out, and be cinematic, of course. course. (laughs) Yeah, right.
3: (laughs) Hollywood. We'll see.
0: That's it. Well, that is all we have got time for. Uh, This show is sponsored by our lovely patreons. Without them, we would not be impartial and be able to say. Oh, God, we love you guys. Thank you for everyone who tuned in. We are live every Thursday at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. UK time. If you don't know what that is, type into Google and it will tell you. Um, And don't forget to click the bell icon and the like button. And you have been joined by everyone's favorite, Curry Kitten. Goodbye. The man with the mustache.
2: Thank you. Good night.
0: Stephen uh the man who had to amend the uh the thumbnail and everything and i like what you did i think you just created a new one and edited the date of the old one he's a hero no 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 uh,
3: i i did something else what i did was i made a new one for this one and then i remade the next one so oh
0: yeah yeah see like he's he's getting good now you don't even know don't even notice the changes and nope. uh yeah, don't forget. Uh, Menace has re- is released his Kickstarter for the soldering, iron. Solder, solder, go. So yeah, if you want one, um, pledge to that, and we'll see you next week. Send us your antenna questions, and we'll see you then. Thank you.
1: Good night.
3: Good night. See you guys. Bye. Bye.
1: Telemetry lost.